All right, Mason in Ireland. Momo in for Mace. Um, we mentioned that uh, Pau Gasol tomorrow night's getting his uniform number retired. And I can't wait for it because Ramona Pau is one of my favorite guys to cover. For a guy as uh, to be that famous, you could argue that either him or, um, you know, there's a couple of, of, of soccer players, uh, Davi Villa, um, there's Arantxa uh, uh, yep. Sanchez Vicario. Oh, cool. Um, Rafa Nadal. Pau's one of the most five famous athletes ever to come out of Spain. Yep. Never had an ego, never was a jerk, was great to everybody, super charitable, great teammate. Yeah. Really happy they're doing that for him tomorrow. So um, a couple weeks ago, the, this aired on Backstage Lakers over the weekend, um, my buddy Bill McDonald hosted and Lakers All Access. And one of the people there was Slava Medvedenko. And I don't know if you know this, but Medvedenko, who won two rings with the Lakers, is from the Ukraine. Yep. And when the war started, he sold his two championship rings to help with the Ukrainian war effort because all of his friends were yeah. getting killed. So Jeannie Buss, and Jeannie is very good with stuff like this. She, um, she, The Lakers just do ceremony really well. Yeah. So she surprised Slava at Lakers All Access, and here's how that sounded. One of that night, I just decided um, if I if something happened with me, um, I have to keep this rings. The idea that he would make a sacrifice, such as selling such sentimental items like championship rings, we had to do something too. On behalf of the Lakers, it is my great honor to present to you, Slava, with these replacement rings. Not only are you an NBA champion, you are a champion for humanity. Thank you for all you do. The best thing for us to do was to replace what he gave away. And they won't have the same meaning. They'll probably have even more meaning than winning an NBA championship. So you could hear how emotional she was. Mm -hmm. And um, I think sometimes, and you know Jeannie pretty well, Momo, I think sometimes the in a business, because NBA is kind of cutthroat and you got to trade players and cut them and yep. let them go and you know all that stuff, that people forget the human side. She's very good at not forgetting the human side. And I thought that was an extraordinarily nice gesture. Those rings are uber expensive. They're like yeah. 60, 70, more, maybe more, $1,000 a year. And the fact that she heard what he did and then said, that's not right, and then went out and replaced them, I thought was really cool. It's not that easy to go replace those. Those are like custom made. Yeah. So you have to go Jason find- Jason Beverly Hills yeah, does I'm sure them. Yeah, he has them someplace, but it's not like a mass only makes, thing. Yeah, he only makes a certain amount. Yeah, it's and, not like they and, had and some the way, extras left over. The player rings are different oh. than, for example, the ring yeah. I have. Correct. You know, the ring I have is is nice and it's expensive, but it's not $80,000. Right. Um, and so I thought that was really cool that, that the Lakers went out of their way to do that for Slava, who is obviously, you know, this this- thing was very personal to him and uh this this war in the ukraine because it, it, it affected his homeland so good for genie and good for doing that uh okay so i want to ask you guys about something 
Do you guys know who Olivia Dunn is, Bergman? Do you know who that is? The name sounds familiar. Do you know Momo? Olivia no. Dunn? Olivia Dunn. Okay. She is a gymnast at LSU, and she's okay. super attractive, so she's cashed in on NIL. She's oh. got a lot of NIL deals. Um, so the other day, she was promoting something called Cactus Artificial Intelligence. All right. It is a platform. It's AI that students can go on and automate their homework. She promoted it on her TikTok account. So in other words, hmm. I got to write a paper on George Washington. Yeah, I, I knew I this type is it, where this I is I type it in, paper on, term paper on George Washington, and the AI will write me write the paper for me. And then I could just turn it in. Um, she posted the video to her 7.2 mm-hmm. million Whoa. TikTok followers. That's a lot. Where she shows herself using the AI tool. So the school was, you know, looked at it and went, wait a minute, we can't be encouraging this. Yeah. And the school came out with a statement. Here's the statement. At LSU, our professors and students are empowered to use technology for learning and pursuing the highest standards of academic integrity. However, using AI to produce work that a student then represents as one's own could result in a charge of academic misconduct and out uh, this is outlined in the code of student conduct and that's the end of the statement here's my thought isn't what we all do now basically using ai when i go on to look for topics for the show when mm-hmm. greg goes on to look for topics for the show we're basically stealing from the internet right bergman Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. And so I'm not saying it's good for AI to write your paper, but it's what a lot of students are going to do. And how is the school going to figure it out? It's going to be hard. So listen, I, I knew this is Any, where this was going to go. wrong with what she did? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would have definitely screened that one out. Like you have to, okay, people who have NIL deals, what yeah. they do is they get, um, either they do it all themselves or they most likely somebody with that million followers, um, that number of followers, probably has an agency that does the NIL deals for her, right? Mm-hmm. They, they handle it. They, they screen the people coming in who are making offers. Yeah, just like you would with ads. Are there ads that you would not do, John? Of course. Right? Yeah. Like, what, what, what do you generally shy away from? Well, I'm restricted. I'm, okay. I'm the easy one to ask on this because, like, for example, the Lakers have a deal with Toyota. Yeah. So I can only do ads for Toyota or Lexus. That's it. Yeah. Um, the Lakers have a deal with MGM Resorts, so I can't okay. endorse other Yeah, I'm casinos. very careful with gambling stuff just because, yeah. I, you know, I feel like journalistically it's off. And I also feel like I don't want to be losing people money if right. I, you know, right. um, or winning people money. I can't be a part of that. It just feels off to me. Um, there's, there's certain things like you just have to be kind of selective in what you promote. Now, I like it. What didn't take me long when you, you we were having the conversations about AI last week to go? Oh, people are just totally going to use that to write their homework. Totally going to use that to write their papers. Right. And it's that's going to be the next frontier of academic fraud, whether it's at the high school level or the college level or whatever it is. And if it, now the wise cheat would do the AI and then clean it up a little bit, you know, is, then right through it. Okay. Right? Is this? <laughs> I brought this up on the show before. Bergman, is this cheating? When I was at UCLA, I was in a fraternity, uh-huh. and we had a test file. So in other words, if I take Sociology 101, okay. and I go and I take the final, 
I would keep the test, okay, uh-huh. that was in the final, and I'd put it in the test file. Now, I then, now if the teacher uses the exact same test again, then the next guy in my fraternity is going to have, have the yeah, exact- Yeah, cheating. Exa- Wait a minute. Why isn't it on the teacher to change the test? It is, but it, it, it's cheating. Bergman, is that you cheating? Know? Yeah. I mean, in every right. Yes, it's a. Cheating. Jorge, is that cheating? No, you I have did that the for answers to the. It's not. It's you're still cheating. Wait a minute. Even if even I if still have you to, did it, I still have, it still makes it cheating. No, no, no. I right. still have to prepare and study for the for the questions. Right, no, but the other person doesn't. So you're the fact that you took it and put it someone for somebody else to use. You are, you are then giving it to them to cheat. Now, by the way, had they required me to turn it back in, I would have turned it back in. If they didn't, but they didn't know you kept it. Did they know you kept up. it? It's well, they did. Up. But there, if there was no rule to turn it back in, I would keep it and put it in the file. Now, if Ramona is coming behind me and she's taking the class next semester, yeah, and you say to me, "Hey, you took a, uh, you took sociology one hundred and one, right?" And I say, "Yeah." Do you remember what was on the test? I can actually give you the questions. I saved it. That's cheating. You're still studying. You're still preparing for it. I saved the test. Why isn't it on the teacher to come up with a different test? It should be, but to me, it is... The teacher should come up with a different test. Yes, absolutely. I agree right. with that. But I I think that you are... like Cheating to me is giving someone an unfair advantage. Okay. Okay? And so it's not fair to the rest of the people in that class that you and your fraternity brothers have a copy of the test. Of an old test. Of an old test. Not the current That's test. That's an unfair By the way, advantage. wasn't this a scene in Animal House when they went through the trash oh, yeah. and found this the This is me- very common yeah. in like frats and, and stuff. And those idiots yeah. took the wrong test. Yeah. Yeah, so you still got to study. You yeah. still got to know it in case I mean, they look, throw you a curveball. Yeah. There is no guarantee that that's going to be the test. Right. So I just think it's doing everything you can to prepare. Yeah. I don't think it's for somebody else. Yeah, but, but, but the person who is the beneficiary of that has an unfair advantage. Uh, maybe. So it's different than when you know you your whole story about how you just move your arm and let someone cheat Psst. off you. That's what's that's number, different. What's number six. Yeah, but that's not that you're just moving your arm. You're taking a test. You're doing your thing. Correct. This you're actually putting it into a file that somebody can then take and use to cheat on their test. So what I would say too is is when you're talking about do what we do for the show and as mm-hmm. research, okay. Yes, and which is why I think it's important to like attribute information where you find it, right? Like you do a big scour of the internet. You have your sites that you go to. You find good stories, right? But then the sh- you like attribute it. You say like, "Here's where I got this from." Usually, so that's that's the way you you're not plagiarizing them, and you're putting your own spin on it. We're discussing it. We're talking about it. It's right. a talker. So to me, that's not stealing anything. We're just talking about stories. Um. All right, coming up, we're all you know, do this for a living. We talk on the radio. Yeah. You ever guilty of TMI revealing more than you meant to or wanted to when you're on the radio? I kind of think that's my entire life. Well, you (laughs) are not alone, my friend. A former Dodger answered a QA and a over the weekend, and I think he might be guilty of TMI. You guys be the judge. We'll play it for you next. Ramona Informace. I'm John Ireland, ESPN LA. I honestly don't think I farted in two months. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and 
loved the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Mason and Ireland Momo in for Mace. Uh, we're getting through a lot of stuff today, including this. So, Kike Hernandez was very popular when he yep. played for the Dodgers. So yep. was Justin Turner. They have now moved on to the Boston Red Sox. And the other day, they agreed to do a Q&A from fans. Mm-hmm. Turner is the one reading the questions. Yep. Kike is the one providing the answers. And he, he is so candid here that I can't decide if this is, if he's guilty of TMI, too much information, or he's just having some fun and this is okay. Um, I, I'll let you guys be the judge. Listen to the story and tell me if he revealed too much. 2020 playoffs, I had a tooth infection, so I was taking some antibiotics my infection and oh wait a minute let me let me let me start sobering it because i thought the question was on there he is asked um by justin turner what is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you at a game that's the question what's the okay. most embarrassing thing, embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you in the game and here's kike 2020 playoffs i had a 2020 playing for the dodgers so i was taking some antibiotics for my infection and one of the side effects was diarrhea, and we got a big out in a big situation during the NLDS, and I screamed, how's DHing? And I thought I parted. Uh, I went out to league off the inning, I struck out in three pitches. When I went in the dugout, I went straight to the bathroom, put my pants down, completely started. So you're saying you misjudged a part? I know, what I'm saying is I <laughs> my pants. <laughs> during a game. Oh, oh my god! Or yeah, I dropped a dude. During yep. a game. Hey, 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 hey. That's out of context. <laughs> he pooped in his pants. We don't do out of context here, Momo. <laughs> is that, is he, is he being fun or was that a little creepy? I think it's a little, oh. It, does it make him more relatable or is it just oh, gross? It makes him more relatable. I think it does. <laughs> Listen, we, okay. Raise your hand if you don't have a story like that. Right? <laughs> Happens to everybody, okay? Yeah. And but very there's certain lines so that you even think this we makes don't him more relatable. Yes, everybody listening to that has everybody in the world has a story like this, right? Right. The only question is would you ever tell anybody that story? <laughs> <laughs> um, right? Would you ever admit right. to that personally or or publicly? Um Kike, good for you. Everybody Sharts. Bergman, 
<laughs> yeah. Make him more relatable or just gross? Well, I mean, I know Kike. I don't know him personally, but I know Kike yep. from his time with the Dodgers, and this is very much who he is. And so it may, I love him for it. Yeah. I think this is all great. I don't really want to know honest. anymore. About I mean, it? You don't want to know like the consistency. <laughs> I don't want to know the details. I don't know, want to know how he cleaned it up. I don't want to really want to know when. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really has happened to everybody except for Amanda. It's been, but it has happened. Oh, to I guarantee everybody does. Th- uh, come on. She's saying she's never had. She it. Come said on. she's never had it. I don't. I never you. have. I swear to you. Yes, you have. Everyone has. No, I have not. Have you ever had a colonoscopy? Me? Yeah. No. What's coming? Yeah, it's going to happen to you. I promise. This is like biology. Everybody has yeah. this. So, I mean, yeah, maybe when I become old and lose control of my bowels. <laughs> but like, I haven't so far. All I right. mean, in my 44 years, I mean, as a child, I'm sure. Well, they like, say 40, adult, 45 no. is when you have to start getting them. Well, then I've still got some time. Like, they make you drink the stuff, and then yeah. all of a sudden, it's just yeah. like, oh, it's you're in the bathroom for hours, but and it's just, you know. wasn't even in that situation. Photoshop no. in college. Right sure. here. Yeah, Jorge, <laughs> uh, was that make it more relatable or oh, yeah. gross? Oh, relatable, for sure. All right, these guys are yeah, all okay with see. that. All right, so, Momo, there, here's a good question for you, because you were at the Clipper game last night. Yeah. They're one in four, one in five since Russ. One in five. One in five. How... You know me, I'm president yeah. of the Russell Westbrook fan yeah. club, and I actually think he's played okay for them. He has. How responsible is Russ for the Clippers' struggles over their last six games? Not much. You think they're still- uh, 20%. So I mean, you think they're sticking with him? St- oh, 100%. Gonna, they'll yeah, continue to start yes. him, continue to play him 35 minutes a yes. game? Yes. And really? Yes. yes. Um, I think when you add a new player, oftentimes after a trade, like this is thing happened when Kyrie joined Luka. Okay, uh, they were like zero and four when they were together. This is pretty common when you add and change the rotations on a team. Players have to learn how to play together. But I was at a lot of these games. Like I went to the first game that Russ played with them against yeah. the Kings, hundred seventy six to one hundred seventy five. He was great. He did great for them. Like he, I was there last night. He was he was good. He, like it's not on Russ. Like the only one you could probably put on him was when the ball went through his hands up there in Sacramento. Like that was a, a kind of a, a, a Eric Gordon threw a pass kind of too hard at him and it went through Russ's hands and he even said afterwards, yeah, I kind of took my eyes off it. I, I lost focus. But I think it's more when the Clippers lose, it's because they have these total mental lapses in the third quarter. I mean, they they went from being up seven at the half to down by 16 in the fourth quarter and then right. having to rally again and win that game against Memphis. They just have these huge lapses all now, the time. Now, I have said on this show that because of their roster and how deep it is, mm-hmm. that if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, they're going to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, they can win. Am I overrating them? Nope. They are really good. And I'm telling you, Kawhi is Kawhi again. Like, the Kawhi that you and saw... He's playing like 38 minutes yeah. a game. Yeah. The Kawhi you saw in the playoffs... A couple years ago, when they went to the Western Conference Finals, before he got hurt with that ACL, right. he looks like that again. And the only question to me is, can they play enough defense? Um, so why do you think they've lost five of their last six? I, I admitting as I am that they're good. Yeah, I, I think when you introduce, when you change the way a team plays, like first of all, they added three guys at the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I hate, like. By the way, I hated the Canard trade. I, I wouldn't give. He wasn't up happy on him. in LA. Okay, that was kind of a mutual thing, right? Um. And uh, it's hard to give up shooting. But and, by, I think and by the way, he was five for five against him last night. He's a great shooter. It's just hard defensively. He, he gets beat a lot defensively. He's kind of a liability out there. Right. And they also have too many guards. Um, and so they got Eric Gordon, who's somebody they've really needed like that. They, the, the Clippers' problem is has been the same 
for the entire time Paul and Kawhi have been there, which is that Paul and Kawhi are not always there. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're, they, they are on the team, but they are so in and out of the lineup that there's never a way to build consistency. If they were to flame out, like let's say losing yep. the first round, because the West is wide open. Yeah, and that could totally happen. How, what would the consequences of that be? Um, you know, I think, they, <laughs> how do I phrase this? I think it kind of Like if the on, Lakers flame out, we know LeBron, AD, and Darvin are all coming back right. next year. Yeah. If the Clippers flame out, are Ty Lue, Paul George, and Kawhi all coming back next year? I think so, but I don't know so. Really? I'm less certain of that than I would be about your statement about the Lakers. What about Westbrook? You think he comes back next year to them? Maybe. Depends on the money? Depends on the money. Look, I think Russ loves playing in L.A. around his family, and this gives him a chance to do that. He he definitely wants to be wanted, and that I know he's very happy with the Clippers, and especially in a locker room with guys that want him and appreciate him. Right. Um, you know, I don't think it would. I, I think the more that I'm around him with the Clippers, the more I realize it was never going to work with the Lakers. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, it was never going to work with him and LeBron on the same team. Yeah, because LeBron, need, they both need they the ball. They both need the ball. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, because Russ played with. Paul and Paul had this quote the other day with JJ Reddick. Did you see this? No, but he was great. Paul George was great last night. He yeah, forty two points. He Paul George said to JJ Reddick, "I I like being the the co star, like I don't want to be the alpha." Mm-hmm. And I that was an interesting quote. It was very real and truthful. But I think that's also what the problem has been for the Clippers is that they don't have a true alpha. Yeah, because Kawhi's non-communicative. Yeah, Kawhi's yeah. quiet and and is just Kawhi. He's sort of like the Velociraptor. Okay, like he's right. Okay, and he's, he's he doesn't he's not a leader per se. He just plays really hard and is really good. Paul can be if you need him to be, but that's not really his persona. He'd much rather be the co-star. Like he's he's fine being the Pippin, right? Mm-hmm. So if you but you got to have a Michael, and I think the reason why the Clippers wanted. Russ is because he has that edge. Now, the Lakers didn't need that. LeBron's the guy. Right. LeBron can be the alpha. You you fall in line behind LeBron. And I that's like the more you're around it now, you're like, oh, well, that was never going to work between those two. Yeah. Uh, this team's better now. The team, yeah. the roster and the team they have now. The question is, with only 17 games yeah. left, did they make the changes quick enough? Like, do they have enough time? Do they time? have enough time? Yeah. It, which which will, will turn out. All right. I want to ask you guys about this. Um... There was a game between the King, a hockey game between the Kings and the New York Rangers last week, and the Rangers have a player named K. Andre Miller, and he was ejected for spitting on Kings defenseman Drew Doughty. He says, K. Andre Miller says, the spitting was accidental. Can you accidentally spit on someone, Bergman? Can you? No, I mean, accident. Yes, you. Yes. I guess you kind of can. No, but I, I, I can don't see, think this like, was spittle coming out. But this was like a yeah. loogie. That I mean, this was uh, thick. And I no, this was deliberate. I mean, oh, like he really. It looks like yeah. he really. They threw the ref threw him out. Yeah, you can't accidentally do that. Right. So, he got suspended for it. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, if he's going to get a three game suspension, it's not. It wasn't. Did not he argue post nasal drip? No, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a condition like here, and I take flonase. I mean, it reminds me of like yeah. Somebody says, I uh, I cheated on my girlfriend and my wife. I slept with this other girl. I did it accidentally. No, would you fall into her? <laughs> you can't accidentally spit on somebody. I mean, you can you can accidentally spit right. while spittle. you're talking. Yeah. You know, but a loogie, no. I mean, come on. 
That doesn't make any sense. Did you see Jonathan Quick won his first game as a goalie with Vegas? Good for him. Hey, what you guys think of that? That the uh, that the Kings, you know, Jonathan Quick is, is yeah is probably going to get his number retired by the Kings one day. That the Kings didn't give him a heads up before they traded him. They they just Rob Rob Blake the GM was mm. not on the trip. The team was in Edmonton. He called him in Edmonton, told him I have just traded you, but didn't tell him beforehand that he was getting him traded. Is that Ooh. is that just part of the business, or should the Kings have told him? I you know what, five years ago I would have said that's wrong. I would say that's right. really messed up. This is a franchise icon. You got to give him a heads up. And you Rob Blake himself like was a franchise icon. Right. And anybody who knows Rob knows he's yeah. he's like a stand up guy and a good dude. But he he elected just, not to give him a heads up. I also think that this day and age things move so fast. It's it's hard. Right. Like it, things, everything like a trade is made in an instant. It's on Twitter. You know, right. it's reported like instantly. Things happen. Well, I was fast thinking. Now. I was. I was thinking about this. This relates yeah. to you know, Pau Gasol is going to get retired. His number uh-huh. retired tomorrow night. I remember the day he was traded. How shocked I was because he was a multiple time All Star, and nobody ever heard about it until the deal right. was done. It was so they, quiet. I, I I think that's probably the last completely. Although the Durant trade really didn't leak, did it? A little bit. There was a little bit earlier in the week. There was a, the, Woj had a report that they were, they were okay. lurking. Now, the one trade that I think real, this is the one that I, Paul George to Oklahoma City. And do you remember that? Yeah, I didn't even. I Nobody no knew idea. about that. I went to bed and woke up the next day and it was like, what? So, I, uh, this is not, I did not mean this to sound like a flex, okay? Okay. But like, that was my, I broke that one. Okay. okay? And every year on June 30th, I still get that tweet retweeted at me by Thunder fans. That that you told them Paul George was coming. Yeah, it was just yeah. like Paul George has been traded to Oklahoma City according to sources. And it's like that tweet comes up every year June 30th. Right. Because I think people knew Paul George was going to be traded. But no one ever mentioned Oklahoma City. It was like totally out of nowhere. Yeah. Of all the destinations. Even when Kawhi got traded when Kawhi got traded to Toronto, remember the Vegas line moved? Yeah. Like all of a sudden the Raptors chances of winning the title went up from like 50 to 1 to 25 to 1 in well, like one night. It was still good if I hope you took the 25 to yeah. 1 because you could make some easy money. Um all right, coming up next. Um I'm glad you're here because you're the perfect person to ask. Major League I love all these changes Major League Baseball has made. I love getting rid of the shift. I love I don't the know. pitch clock. I, okay, well, I'll let you You know respond. me. I'm like get off my lawn right, with that but, stuff. But they messed up. There's a loophole oh. in the shift rule oh. that was exposed over the weekend, and I need you to help me fix it. We will attempt to do that next. Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, today it's Momo and Ireland. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Ramona was a college softball player at Stanford. I used, I, you know, always make fun of her that she went to Cal, but she really went to Stanford. Um, when I get control of your Twitter account, okay. I'll say you went to Cal again. Um, <laughs> so I've been excited about these changes that baseball's made. For this discussion, let's yeah. focus on the shift. Okay, they got rid of it, which I liked. Um, but there's a loophole, and I'm putting it on you and I to fix it. All okay. right, so here's what happened. Major League Baseball restricted the shift. Specifically, there needs to be two infielders on either side of second base. So you can't move the third baseman in between first and second to get a pull hitter. Okay, the, the infield, you have to have two guys left to second base okay. and two guys right. Okay. All right. And so the reason they did this was, you know, guys like Max Muncie and, you know, Joey Gallo yep, Bergman, yep. who played for the Dodgers last yep. year. Gallo is a straight pull hitter. So I they can would already, just. I can already tell you what people are doing. All right. So on Moving Friday. Moving an outfielder. Yep. On Friday. Yep. Okay. The Red Sox put an outfielder yep. between first and second base in shallow right field yep. and shifted another to be in center field against Joey Gallo. So yep. in essence. They're going with two outfielders. The shift is back. Yeah. How do we fix it? I don't think you can. We used to do that too. We, like honestly, in softball, that's a very common thing. Is when you play against like a left-handed slap hitter. Right. Okay. So you move your left fielder over mm-hmm. to like the five. Those left-handed slappers are always going to try to go to that five-six hole. Right. And like if you're really good at that skill, you can just shoot the ball right through the five-six hole all the time. Even if they put. The, the third baseman in your face and the shortstop right in the hole, okay? Right. So what we would do is have the left fielder come in mm-hmm. and go right in the 5-6 hole. So that's like the spot that the ball would usually land in. And you'd move the center fielder a little to the left and you move the right fielder a little towards center. And you'd sort of how dare them this? to pull it. You can't fix it. There's nothing. Okay, how what? about this? You add to the shift rule that you have to have two guys on the left of second base and two guys on the right of second base. Uh-huh. What if you said all three outfielders have to be at least 30 feet deep onto the grass? You can't move them in. Then you have to kind of put like a line that's 30 feet. Right. It'd be easy. Hash marks. Bergman, would that work? Um, possibly. Or you could just do the same thing. If there's two guys on the left side of the infield and two guys on the right side of the infield, that means you can just tell the outfielders one guy has to be in left, one guy has to be in right, and one guy has to be in yeah, center. Yeah, but that's cons- too much to What constitutes left, left center, right, and right, center, though? Because people shade hitters all the time. So you, can, sure. you're, you should be allowed to shade. There's an area, like you have a certain amount of space in between that you can go to. I don't think it matters at all. Like, I have no problem with this part portion of the shift. Yeah, and it, if and you want to take your left fielder and put it all the way in right field, no, you're no, leaving open in, that entire right. Like the right field, yeah, but that's they what they're going to do to Max Muncy then. Sure, yeah. but I mean, then he's got to be able to hit over them. I mean, I have no problem with the outfield. It was the infield that was a problem because it would just jam Greg, up that entire infield. I don't know. I don't know if you're getting this whole picture here. I they're taking the an outfielder and making him an infielder. No, no, not no, really. He's not they're in playing the shallow. Right. He's standing right on the grass where the dirt okay. meets the grass, oh, but his, both oh, of his feet are right on the grass. There? Yeah, I saw the. I didn't see. The yeah, picture. so there's. A, I, mean, I don't know if you can see that, Momo. Yeah. He's standing. Yeah, I know. I already. Right I can already the, tell okay. what it was going to be. Right. We literally do this in softball a lot. Like the left fielder will move in and play very shallow because you're taking away that spot, and that way the shortstop hasn't doesn't have to play so far to the to the five six hole. They can play kind of a, a true shortstop. Um, you can say that there's not five guys on the right side of the field. Oh yeah, that's a, that's so what you, you can, can say. Put a min, you can put a um, a max of people on a certain side of the field. 
Um, yeah, I think they should. I think the spirit of the rule so is four. being violated because you wanted the shift gone so pull hitters could pull the ball. Now, if you put an outfielder right in the middle of the hole between first and second, he can't pull the ball. I mean, it defeats the whole purpose of killing the shift. They've okay, gotta- but let's come back to the traditionalist argument, which is hit the ball where they're not. Like, it drives me crazy when I watch hitters. Like, there's five guys over there, and you're trying to pull it because you're trying to hit home runs, and the analytics right. guys say you got to hit home runs, you know? Hit the ball where they're not standing. If you hit, if you go down the left field line, if, if Muncy just sprays the ball to left field a couple of times, they're going to have to respect it. It's like in basketball. If you show you can hit the three-point shot, they have to guard you. Um, right, but there's some guys like Muncy's never going to hit the ball to left field, Greg. He can. He, you can do it. He can. I mean, Joey Gallo is not. There's right. two different types of hitters. He is going to go to the right field. Yeah, so I, I, I think this also, violates like if the, if the, the spirit so shallow, of the shift rule, and they need to address the outfield. I mean, they got to do something with him. Uh, okay, let me get this in here before we go to uh, yep. what's up, fool. Um, it's you foo, see, not fool. Thank you. Um, what... <laughs> Did you watch UCLA over the weekend? A little bit, yeah. Against the Arizona right. game. They played great. Yeah, they look good. They played fantastic. I I love watching their team. We tried to get Mick Cronin on the show today. Couldn't do I, it. You know what? I think I'm going to be able to get you um, Jaime Jaquez's dad. Oh, really? Yeah. I almost okay. got maybe, that for today shoot, for you. Maybe shoot for Wednesday. Shoot for Wednesday. When you're back. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because his, he has two kids that yeah. are playing in the-, That's the yeah, His, yeah. his uh, daughter- they lost Washington State, mm-hmm. but his daughter upset the number one ranked team in the country, Stanford, over the weekend. Yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. Uh, but um, here's the problem with UCLA. Jalen Clark is their best defensive player. best, Maybe the best defensive player in the Pac-12. Might win Defensive Player of the Year. Out for the year Ooh. with a torn Achilles. Bergman, can they even win the Pac-12 tournament without Jalen Clark? Absolutely. He's a huge loss, but he's not only is he the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, he might be the National Defensive Player of the Year. He's that good. Right. So, but yes, no, you can. I mean, you could if you watch the game on Saturday, they still had an incredible defensive scheme. Yeah, he went out early. He went out in the first half, and they still were able to just shut down Arizona. So they can. It's going to make it very, very difficult because of what he does offensively, what he does defensively. But guys like Dylan Andrews. And Will McClendon are really going to have to step up off the bench. They're freshmen. Um, they're going to have to have. They're just going to have to play really good team ball and really make up for it. But the guys, Singleton probably goes into the starting lineup now. Uh, probably, yeah, he's yeah. done it before. So he would probably be the one that goes in there and probably takes. So he's a good defender too. He's actually right. a very good defender. This is the best defensive team in the country. Right. But what's interesting is last year when they needed a basket in the tournaments. Yep. And you know, and and you said they had a good season last year. I always thought that Johnny Juzang was the guy who got us the basket. Who gets it the basket this time now? It's Greg? it's very simple. It's Jaime Hawkes. He is one even though he's not really a great one on one player. He's he just is a, a bull in a china shop. He is a great. He has such good footwork. He is right. actually a very very good one on one player. When you need a basket, you go to Jaime Hawkes. But what's funny is he doesn't out quick anybody. Like yeah. he's not dribbling around people. He just goes through him. He, he seems yeah. like a guy who's going to play in the NBA. Uh, oh, absolutely, no question. Right? No, I, I, no, he'll be. You know who? You know he. He's, he's going to be undersized. Yeah, but he's going to be Mark Madsen. He's going to have a an eight to ten year career of being a bull in a china shop. Yeah, if Mark Madsen like can play like ten years in yeah. the NBA, Jaime Hawk, Jaime Hawkins might be better than Madsen. I don't once. really. Oh, he might be. I, I don't really agree. He's a bull in a china shop. How, big, how tall is he? Six seven. Yeah, there's there's a role for him in the NBA. He just can he guard to, on the perimeter. 
He does now. He's good. The whole team is good defensively. Yeah. I mean, so he's a great defensive player. I actually think Greg Jaime Jaquez has a better NBA future than Tiger Campbell does. Well, Tiger Campbell doesn't have an NBA future. Well, yeah, don't you think he'd be ideal? God, you're so negative. No, no. no. negative? No, no, no. no. I love he, these guys. And he, I might know. Be, he might be right. But Greg, <laughs> no, here's so definitive. No, it's not negative. No, no. He's got to put that on his bulletin board, man. You're going to be the guy okay, he shouts out so. when he's drafted. Here's, here's Tiger Campbell in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. He's Dennis Schroeder. He's a backup. He's smaller. He's a backup point guard. But like Tyus Jones. Yeah. Tyus can, was great. Who can give your starter. He's going to play 15, 20 minutes off the bench. He's who's the. Uh, I mean, he's, hope he's so, Cameron but... Payne. You know, the, the yeah. guy who backs up Chris Paul in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a solid. He's not going to turn it over. He's not going to do anything stupid. Yeah. He can shoot. Um, I, I think he's got an NBA future. I don't know if he's yep. going to play 15 years in the NBA, but I bet you he could play eight to 10 years. Look, yeah. I love all of these guys, whether they make it in the NBA. They, they don't really have the typical NBA bodies or the typical NBA size to play at their positions. So I just don't, I don't, I don't know. But in college, they're fantastic. They're everything yeah. you need I for a college team. I just wish Juzang would have stayed because he's buried at the end of Utah's, like he's a he's yeah. a two-way player for the Jazz. Juzang was, he was, he had that one good year on, in the tournament where he just went off. Right. But besides they that, went to the, final the four. next year he was not very good. He has not been pretty, all that great since then. Um, Hawkes is a much, much better player, and he is, he's got a better mid-range game. He's what's got he, a better three-point shot. What's he projected as? Look that. Probably well, a second-round pick. If, yeah, if, if that. that. If not, he's the type of guy. He's Austin Reeves. He doesn't get drafted. He'll get invited yep. to 10 different yes. NBA camps. He's got. Great he's, he's a leader. Yeah. He has a fantastic footwork. Uh, you could. He's going to make his shots around the basket. He just doesn't. He doesn't have a, a consistent enough three-point hey, shot. Look at this. Jaime Hawkes is projected as a first-round pick in ESPN's latest mock draft. Good. Good, Good. for him because he's a great him. kid. Yeah. Uh, and I love Cronin. I just love the way he just you. There's no mm-hmm. easy possessions for the other side either way, offensively or defensively. UCLA could miss. Greg, it's the only team I've ever watched that they could miss 10, 15 shots in a row and maybe not fall behind because they get so into people on defense. When they clamp on defense, yeah. they clamp hard. So, like, and if they go, you like, if the Lakers go one for 20 from three, they're in big trouble. If UCLA goes one for 20 from three, yeah. they're probably behind by not by that much because the other like team's five. probably two for 15. Yeah, no, know? it's crazy. So, there's also, I mean, if you watch, so when you watch these games when they start coming up, watch the last eight minutes of a half, especially in the second half. They shut teams down where they put up two points four points from the last eight minutes it's insane what they can do so i mean because losing jalen clark is going to hurt that but because they have that identity and that dna i think they're gonna be just fine in the tournament all right coming up next what's up foo there you go as ramona would say uh we'll get bergman (laughs) and jorge in here they'll throw a bunch of stuff at us espn la Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thanks, Chris. All right, so Derek Carr, which uh, Chris mentioned in the very, very beginning open, said Derek Carr is getting a nice paycheck, $150 million over four years. With yeah, 100 so I was million waiting guaranteed. for someone to get to this, so I'm glad you are. Mm-hmm, from Ooh. the Saints. The fourth year is for is for $50 million, so it's Whoa. essentially three years and $100 million. How much is guaranteed, though? Uh, $100 million is guaranteed. All right. 
But anyway, the Saints can get out after two years if they want to. Carr is an average quarterback who can help if healthy. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, is looking for $45 million a year. So who would you rather have? Derek Carr at around 33 a year or Daniel Jones at 45? Derek Carr all day long yes. and twice on Sunday. And even if that was reversed, I would take Derek Carr. If Derek Carr yep. was 45 and Daniel Jones was 33, I'd take Derek Carr. Derek Carr yeah. is a good NFL quarterback. I don't know why this narrative started that Derek Carr can't play football. No, he's great. Daniel Jones, Greg, has had one good year. You want to pay a guy $50 million bucks when he's had one good year? Last year, he threw 26 interceptions. This year, he was unbelievable. Daniel Jones can run a little bit more than Derek Carr, um, but I think Carr is like great leadership ability. I think Carr is going to step right in for the Saints and be good for them. And that division, which is like, was that? would you say that it was the worst division in football last year? Yeah, we all thought it was going to be the best. Yeah. The yeah. NFL, the NFC South. I think Saints go right to the top of the list there because Brady's now retired, right? D- Greg, Carolina, you take Daniel Jones over no, Derek Carr, no, would you? Not at $45 million. I also don't think that Derek Carr is a fantastic quarterback. He's, not, he's an average NFL above quarterback. Above average. He's, he's, he's like third tier. So number First wise, tier is like Mahomes and Josh Allens and those guys, okay? Second tier, probably not either. No. Third tier. Third tier, leaning towards the fourth tier. He was look as his numbers are okay, but when it gets when it came down to crunch time and when you really needed him to make a throw, he couldn't make the throw. When he was in the red zone, he could not make the throw. Yeah, I mean, go watch the film. Well, he sometimes you're right, Greg. He made he made he the made easy that, throws yeah. look hard, but I I still think in terms of poise, accuracy, yeah. good teammate, good savviness. Yeah, I'm kind of mad the Raiders gave up on him. And yeah. so I, it sounds like the Raiders are going to go after Jimmy G. Would you, Ugh. Greg, would you rather have J- Derek Carr or Jimmy G? Uh, probably. God. I'd, I'd rather have Carr. Car. Yeah. You know what, though? I just think Derek couldn't run Josh McDaniel's system. Maybe. You know, like he just, that whole offense seemed out of whack. Like he just it wasn't a fit for him or anybody else on the offense last year. Except for Josh Jacobs, I franchised him today. Yeah, well, Josh Jacobs is good. Yeah. But. I, I don't think that the debate you just presented us with, I don't think is much of a debate. I would take Derek Carver, Daniel Jones every day. Well, he's wanting $45 million, so. Yeah, well, Daniel Jones wants more than that, right? No, or Daniel Jones wants, wants 45 Okay, got yeah. it. What's up, fool? All right, so a friend of mine is using a matchmaker service and went out on a date last night. Okay. This morning, she was greeted with an email of feedback about the date where they both had to do an basically- Your friend a- is the woman. Yes, my friend okay. is the woman. All right. Um, both had to do an exit interview type thing. So Got it. it turns out they both enjoyed the date but didn't find any attraction but were willing to go out on a second date to see if it was something that could eventually develop. In a non-matchmaker world, would you, would it be weird or rude to ask for any for an exit interview short, like a questionnaire after the date? No. Would you prefer that? Sure. What I, I think honesty is the best policy. If I If I go on a date and somebody wants to know how the date went, I'm happy to answer anything about it. Um, but like, like, like actually, like writing out an email was like your here. friend. You, so your friend was complimentary of the guy, but no attraction. So it was fine, but like, yeah. so I didn't know what she wrote. By I the way, I wouldn't. Wrote. I wouldn't go out if that was the case. I, w- I Why would she agree to a second date? Because attraction can grow over time. You can't just say that it's normally not gonna, it doesn't though, right? I mean, it, normally you're either it, like it happens. You can tell on a first date whether or not you're into somebody. Girls, Ramona. Normally, girls can tell in the first ten minutes. Yeah, but I think. I think we can be wrong. 
Sure. I don't believe in this idea that like you know in 10 minutes whether you can stick with this guy or not. I think people grow on you. There's a lot of people like like I mean I'll tell you like when I first met my husband I wasn't like oh well, that's the man I'm going to marry. In college. No offense, in you know? college, you know, you're if you're in a fraternity, you get a big sister. Yeah. My big sister was this girl Tina who was awesome. Yeah. And there was a guy in my fraternity that just loved her. Couldn't get enough of her. And and chased her for two three years, yeah. and she just wasn't interested. He stopped. He gave up. Uh huh. And she immediately became like she was like, "Why'd you give up?" Right. And and he's like, "You weren't into me." And he moved on to another girl, and she was crushed. Right. But she she blew him off for like three yeah. years. So it takes me can like change. a long time to really like be into my future husband. And it right. was like people grow on you, especially if you're. Uh, it okay. also depends on when you meet. Yeah. Like. You know, if you're on a date, like you may not be in the right place in your life, but like three years later, you are. Hey, Greg, let me ask you this. Yeah, is your friend your age? Uh, yeah, like a, like a year or two. And you two have never gone out. That's a different question, John. Hey, I don't know what you're trying John, to do. Yeah, uh, no, no, we're friends. Okay, you're friends because you used to go out. Well, sure. Okay, <laughs> that's the way you want to so put it. So, how do you feel about her telling you about her other? Oh, we have dates? a very, we have a very open talk about that all the time. Okay, that's not, so totally fine. that's that's not unusual. Why no, aren't no, Why no. aren't you moving on her? It's because we're friends. Okay. Yeah, there's no such. Jorge, thing. was that kind of a mealy mouth answer from Berkman? Very. Oh no. Friends, be careful. A long time. All right. Okay. Good. No such Thanks thing. For trying to make Learn me... that in Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah. All right. Sorry, Greg. Right. Calling you out here. All right. What's Fine. up, fool? All right. So on this day in 1912, yeah. Oreo cookies are introduced. 111. Highly uh, underrated. Yeah, Oreo 100, cookies. 111 years later, <laughs> it is available in over 100 countries. Is this the best-selling cookie or the greatest? cookie ever it's pretty close i still like like warm chocolate chip cookies that like Chewy. not not chips ahoy not the yeah, small yeah, yeah. ones like, like home baked but ones. like mrs fields or dd reese or oh, you know like so the good. big thick chocolate chip cookies that would be my choice a oreos though are close i'm i except when they get gimmicky and yeah. put like a and fill the middle with you know jalapeno filling or something. It's like, what are you doing? Just give me the. I want the two I, double stuffs are good. I like the oh, two the two see, black crackers with the double stuff. That's the home run. Here's what's hard for me about the Oreos. They are my favorite cookie when I have a glass of ice cold milk yes. to dump them to dunk them in. Right. Yes. But if I don't have the milk, that's so into it. Like if they're not the dunked. In Oreos, then it's just an average cookie. Do you agree? I, I do. I mean, I, I like them with with the milk, without the milk. I, it's one of my favorite cookies for sure. Bergman, it's a it's a good cookie, but the best cookie, I, I think that's well, a little. What bit is the best cookie? Um, thin you. mints from the Girl Scout oh, cookies nah. are so yeah, good. Yeah, gotta freeze them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. frozen good. thin mints are a really good cookie. Just a straight chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, straight up buttery chocolate chip cookie. Oh, oh. yeah, that's the best. Did you call? Cookies. That's a yeah, that's a UCLA spot. Yep. Yeah, don't bring in any in Amanda. Yeah, bring please. in some more. It's not not time no. for that. I don't Chocolate's I don't do that to people I like. Because then we'll just all have to eat them. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, fool? All right, so Pete Maravich is the all-time leading scorer in NCAA basketball history with 3,667 points. Antoine Davis of the Detroit Mercy fell just four points short of passing Maravich all-time record and finished the season 14-9 and not looking at any postseason tourney. 
except the CBI, which is the College Basketball Invitational, could come calling. The CBA is the CBI is a pay for play tournament, and the Mercy would have to pay twenty twenty seven thousand five hundred dollars to get into this tourney if invited. What should the Mercy do? Pay to get him to so he can get to his points, or would you just feel wrong with the, him getting it that way? I personally, yeah, would feel wrong. I mean, too. I think Mer- two things. Maravich only played three years. Oh, he, good point. He also didn't have a three-point line. And Dale Brown, the old LSU coach, who was Shaq's coach at LSU, said if there would have been a three-point line when Maravich played at LSU, he played for his dad. He said he would have averaged fifty points a game. Wow. That's how dominant he was. I like having Pistol Pete as the record holder. And this other guy played four years, played way more games. Yeah. Um, and and they don't deserve to have a postseason. That that team isn't any good. So I I'm I'm team Maravich. It's yeah, it's gotta be authentic. You know, like I think if you have to pay extra for them to be in there, I mean, I, I mean that's just how the CBI works. It's not really yeah. there. Yeah, I hope they don't do it. Yeah. What do so, you think, Greg? I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think like if they are willing to do it and put the money into it, and you can have his name on there, and it says, it says Antoine Davis, Detroit Mercy all-time NCAA leading scorer. Yeah, I think put that, Detroit Mercy on the map, but I think it's sure it's misleading. Like they're, it just, it's not on the up and up. To me, it sounds like you you almost created a false premise to break the record. Sure. I mean, while I I agree with you, but I think just overall for the school itself, I think it would be better for Detroit to have that. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Yeah. What do you, what, they haven't done it yet? No, they haven't okay. done anything yet. Okay. What's up, fool? Not, not that I've seen, at least. All right. So there are some new terms on in the dating dictionary in this Gen Z world that we live in. Uh, I have a few of these, and I just want to see if you know any of them. Oh, I'll know all of them. What are they? Okay. All I right, can't here, wait. Here, yeah. I, by the way... I had never heard any of these okay, four that perfect. I have. I'll, I will explain all of them to you. Go ahead. What's okay, the first all one? All right. So <laughs> give me situationship, John. So, okay. Situationship <laughs> is is when you're on a cruise, all right, <laughs> and uh, then the situation from Jersey Shore is on the boat, and then they call it a situation ship. Okay. Now, oh, what, well what, what dictionary is this? This is it's just a the dating dictionary it was on a story. Okay, I would call this as a situational relationship where you don't have the the relationship only exists because you're in the same in the, this situation. Are either one of us right? Momo is much closer. Uh, oh. oh no, hey, Jorge, what do you think? Okay, so two people in a situation, not official, but like The Bachelor. Yeah. Like they they wouldn't meet any other way except for on The Bachelor or Below Deck. The people <laughs> dating on Below Deck, right? What what was yours, Jorge? So two people yeah. in a some kind of a friendship more than hooking that. up yeah, exactly in a situation ship, <laughs> yeah. but it's not official ding 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 the in-between yeah. status when you're more than a hookup but not a couple oh it's a situation ship. more than a hookup but, but not a couple yeah, I, I, I had a few of those years and years ago but uh, uh right. I, I okay situation ship i've i'm cont- i i think i was closer one for one <laughs> right. Go, what's the next one <laughs> i can't i can't <laughs> wait to hear what you're gonna do with this one good, good. cushioning what is cushioning okay oh. So, <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. So cushioning, it's pretty simple, actually. It's when you are going to dump somebody, when you're going to break up with them. Oh. You, you, you give the classic line, it's not you, it's me. You provide them oh. with cushioning by saying it's your fault when the truth is you don't want to go out with her anymore. So you provide her with cushioning by taking the blame yourself. What do you think? That's a uh, that's a really good answer. I'm gonna go for the sake of entertainment, yeah, um, in a totally different direction, and say that cushioning is what happens um, when you land on your butt or something, 
You got some padding and there. And you, you fall into the other than the yeah. floor. All right. yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Cushioning. It's not for air. <laughs> All right. So he thinks it's something. He thinks it's something. No, he thinks it's something dirty. Greg, what yeah. is the actual answer? The actual answer is keeping a keeping backup relationships to soften oh. the blow if the main one ends. Plan B. Hedging your bets. It's, oh. your, it's your plan B. Exactly. Right. Okay. You're cushioning the, the breakup. Okay. So you were closer, John. Yeah. So, thank you. Yeah. Two okay. for two, as far okay. as I'm concerned. How many more of these are there? I have two more. All right, okay. perfect. Two more. Uh, date view. What is date view? <laughs> okay. So One word, date view. Date view, right. So it's when you have a date scheduled, all right, but you don't really want to go, all right? So you cancel the date, and then you follow the person to see... What they did, you're on a date view. I, th- I think that's a stalker thing, but that's yeah. a whole other thing. Go, 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 what do you think? Momo? I think date view is um, you get caught up in a date and then you get like uh, you hook up because you're on the date with this person, and then afterwards, like sort of like beer goggles, like the relationship version of beer goggles. Oh, okay, Jorge, what do you think? Date view, where you have different options. If one doesn't work, you go to the next one. Date view. Like okay. an interview kind of thing. Uh, similar. So date view is a date that feels more like an interview. So you're on a first date and they're ah, asking okay. all the questions. And yeah. It's just an interview. I situation. would guess, Ramona, that you and I have been on many dates where we've been guilty of that. It's pretty we, much my entire right. dating relationship right. history. Because <laughs> when I go out, I always want the other person to talk about them. Yeah, exactly. Everybody likes talking about themselves. Yeah. So I, <laughs> And I, and I, I, I want to be very careful not yeah. to come off as like the guy that won't shut up about himself. So mm-hmm. if you and I were out on a date, I, I would say yeah. so. So uh, tell me about yourself. You had any brothers or sisters? You had blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I would just keep asking you questions oh, about yeah, that's you. that's literally what I do to, to everybody. me <laughs> from having to talk about myself. 100%. And it makes people yeah. feel good about John, themselves. John, you're three for three. This yes, for I am. Three. And watch this because I'm about to go four for four. <laughs> Bergman, right, what's the last one? one. And I, this one I actually <laughs> saved for last because Perfect. I can't wait to hear All what right. you have. Yeah. Kitten fishing. All right, this is easy. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Not meant for air. <laughs> I already know where you're going Boy, for you, your mind's in the gutter. All right. So, kitten fishing <laughs> is a term that existed back in the 60s when they had the Playboy Club. Okay. Oh. All right. So when guys would go, a kitten was a term of endearment men used to say to women before it became politically incorrect. So when you would go to the Playboy Club and you had all the Playboy bunnies serving drinks and stuff, if you wanted to go out with one of the Playboy bunnies, you would be kitten fishing. Ah, okay. That's my prediction. Ramona? Um, I think it's like using your pet to attract a oh that's good right like you know people oh, go to the okay. dog park and as they bait? like oh everybody has bait yeah yeah so if you have an Something attractive like cat you, you would know say, oh, talk Come about on your over cat house, you know meet yeah. my cat and, attractive uh, cat <laughs> yeah like my mom has a very attractive cat Danny the cat <laughs> I think it helps her get dudes Here, Greg what is the actual answer <laughs> do you have an answer Jorge? oh just give us the right okay, Jorge doesn't want to get fired Jorge's on a Monday Jorge's <laughs> answer for the third consecutive time is not for air not for air alright so kitten fishing is changing things on your profile to make you more appealing oh. not changing who you are completely like cat fishing well wait a minute don't so it's most a smaller oh, version it's don't a lesser most, version of cat fishing yes exactly don't get most it. people Lie on their dating profile. No, yes, yes. What do you mean? Who said no? I said no. What Both of them. But so, the answer is actually yes. Yeah, the answer is almost everybody is. I remember, Whether it's a, right, the only question: how big the lie. I is. used to work with somebody here at this radio uh-huh. station that I will not mention his name, but 
on his dating profile picture. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He had a picture of him in Spiro Ditas. Spiro's a really good-looking guy. Yeah. And he put the picture of the two of them oh my God. on his... That was his dating profile picture. And then you were left to determine which guy he was. Was he the guy on the left or the guy on the right? And he figured... A few girls will be dumb enough to think I'm Spiro, and oh, that way man. I'll get better dates. And I don't know if it ever worked, but that's what he tried. Man, I hope not. Um, What's and- that, Fru? <laughs> All right, is that it? That'll do it. Okay. Um, that was a good one, Greg. You put some work into yes, that. Yes, that was. Those were uh, those were excellent, Bergman. And as always, I went four for four. All right, Rick Buker, our old <laughs> friend Rick Buker, who works at Fox. Yeah, I saw now, him last night, actually. Yeah. Said something the other day that I love Rick, but I completely disagree with what he said. I'll play it for you. And also, uh, I love. This is a weird thing to say. I love Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Yeah, Chaka Khan. She has great greatest hits albums. Like every time you like, but she is mad. She is have it. She was ranked. She was ranked by Rolling Stone, and she is not happy with her place on the rankings of the all-time greatest singers. <gasps> we'll get into that next too. Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA.